Welcome to the Wellness and Wanderlust podcast. We're here to demystify wellness and help you add a little adventure to your life. Tune in for a new episode every week where we'll hear from incredible guests and talk about ways to be happier and healthier in our new normal. I'm your host, Valerie Moses. Let's get started. Hey, hey, Wellness and Wanderlust fans. I am so happy that you're here with me today, whether you're tuning in the day the episode comes out or you are listening from the future. I hope this show found you at the exact time that you needed to hear it. I'm recording today from sunny South Florida. It's actually not the sunniest, but still very nice to be here. If you hear any snoring in the background, I have a very sleepy spaniel sitting right next to me helping me record this episode. So I am so happy to have you here. And for those of you who are new, my name is Valerie Moses, and my goal is to provide easy to implement tips and tricks for all of us to live our best lives. This week, we're getting into an important wellness topic that we haven't really discussed on the podcast before, creating stronger and healthier romantic relationships. I think our relationships play such an important role, both romantic and platonic, in our everyday lives and in our overall wellness. So I was really excited to have this conversation that you're about to hear today. I had the honor of chatting with Zach Stern, the founder of Official, which is a relationship app created for couples. And you heard that correctly. It is not a dating app, and you're going to hear all about it but official is an app that lets couples swipe left or right on date ideas and encourages better communication among partners that is just a small portion of what you can do with the app i know that sometimes the biggest argument in a relationship is where are we going to eat or what are we going to do on our next date and so i think this app really solves a problem that i see a lot of my friends in relationships struggle with In our conversation, Zach shares the inspiration behind Official and how he hopes to inspire others to be the best versions of themselves through this app. We also discuss the keys for success in romantic relationships, some of the struggles that are faced by millennials and Gen Zs in the dating space these days, ways to navigate long-distance relationships, and how couples can get through the tough times. Zach also shares what his journey was like transitioning from venture capital into his own entrepreneurial space. And his energy is absolutely contagious. You are going to love hearing his story. So without further ado, that is enough for me. Let's dive in and hear all about Zach's journey. Hi, Zach. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. It's so great to have you here. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about you and about your journey as an entrepreneur? Sure, I'd love to. So I actually started my kind of career in venture capital. So it was something where I worked within VC for a little while. I was an intern and then I was an analyst and then I actually was an associate. And I decided that although I loved chasing innovation every day, it was something that I really wanted to create myself. And after kind of seeing the startup model and looking at everything from jetpacks to cancer research to impossible foods, it was something that I knew I really wanted to go off on my own and try something out. So I eventually left and wanted to create something within the dating space because I thought it was a space that really is overlooked a lot of the time. And that's Mm -hmm. ultimately kind of how I came to official was because I was looking at dating apps and I realized that the dating app industry was broken. So for me, I noticed that dating apps don't make a lot of sense because the churn is such an interesting metric considering the fact that in any other business, when you do your job correctly, you actually don't lose your customer. But in a dating Mm -hmm. app, When you do your job the right way, you lose your customer. If a competitor does their job the right way, because most dating app users are on multiple dating apps, again, they lose their customer. If they do their job poorly, the same thing happens. So for me, I wanted to focus on this kind of concept of instead of me trying to really 
help people find each other. I wanted to focus on helping people keep each other. So ultimately, that's kind of how I came to really focus and build within this space. I think that's such an excellent idea too, because you really do see the chase on a lot of these apps and you're right. And I hadn't really thought of it that way that, you know, if you've done your job correctly, your customers won't be there anymore. And if you've done it wrong, I know so many people who have said, I'm never using X app ever again. So I really love the idea of official. And so tell me a little bit more about that inspiration and what official is. Yeah. So I'll start out with what official is, and then I'll kind of dive a little bit deeper into my inspiration. So official in and of itself is this concept where we want to help couples stay together. I want to help you have a better relationship. And we're really starting that by allowing couples to do a few things. Our target is to help couples have more fun together and remember the little things. So what that translates to on an app is we actually let them swipe left and right, like they typically would on a dating app, But instead of on people, it's on places, things, and other things that you can do with your partner. So we actually link you with your partner on the back end, and we let you swipe left and right on different reservations, concerts, and whatnot. If you both swipe right, we actually let you know that it's a match. We also plot it on a map in real time so you can see where everything is around you. And then we try to enhance communication and kind of memories by letting you post dates like you would on a social media platform, but also saving notes, photos, and kind of everything else around your relationship that really goes into it. For me, kind of the inspiration behind this was I was in a long distance relationship in undergrad and it was something where it was the start of our relationship and I was actually in London and she was in New York. So in the beginning of our relationship, I was kind of not here. So we were doing a lot of it through Zoom, through FaceTime, through text, and it's hard to really start a relationship without being with someone. So I wanted to make sure that I did the best thing I could. So I would save notes on my phones about things she would say, whether it was her dog's name, her favorite type of flower. We had Instagram save folders because she was visiting me in Europe and she had never been before. So it was something where we really wanted to explore and try to find new and interesting things that we would do together. And then at that same time, kind of one pinnacle thing for me was I realized that the people around me, all of my close friends were also in relationships. And it was something where everyone wanted to be the quote unquote perfect couple. And that really led me to realize that there's nothing out there that helps couples have a better relationship and be better people. And that's ultimately what drove me to really start official was this concept of, I want to build something that helps people stay together, but also it helps people be better. I love that. And I think, you know, speaking as someone who has been in two long distance relationships when I was in college, it is a tough thing to navigate. And I think having a resource like official is so great for, you know, especially the couples that are obviously in the same place together, but really for any couples wanting to improve the relationship. Because I can think of so many times that you're sitting there and you're, the the biggest, the biggest issue in the relationship is, I don't know where we're going to go eat. I don't know what we're going to go do. We're going to end up in the same Netflix cycle that you've been in for a long time and how do you really break past that? So I love the idea of doing something like that with this app. What are some of the dates like? So we have kind of a few different ways to get dates on the platform. So the first is we actually let our users post dates and like a traditional social media, we let you post whether it's private to your friends or public. So that first piece private is just between you and your partner to your friends is similar to an Instagram. And then public, we actually allow you to really create a community and share your date ideas on whatever you're doing with those around you. So if you submit a date idea, you submit it publicly, we'll actually approve or deny it and add it to that general card stack for others to swipe left and right on. 
So that's kind of one way where we kind of get content onto the platform. Secondly, we actually write them in-house ourselves. So this is anything where we're telling people to order a s'mores maker off Amazon and then have a movie night and give you a list of movies to kind of anything in between. And then that last piece is we actually have national partnerships that allow us to really get content in any major city. So this is, for example, I'm in New York. This is private tickets to the Met or early access to the Empire State Building. Different things like this that you might not be able to find otherwise but you're able to do with us on official because we have these partnerships with different tour groups, different concert providers, or kind of any of the above to allow us to get different content onto the platform. I think that's so cool. It can really be difficult sometimes to get out of that rut of doing the same thing all the time. But then especially, I would say with some of these national partnerships, you end up getting, it sounds like almost a VIP experience on some of these dates if you both swipe right on them. Yeah, we're trying to make it as great as possible. I can't promise that every date is going to be perfect, but I can promise that we're working on it. And it's something where we're really trying to make every date special. And that's kind of what we really enjoy is really offering these unique experiences to people, whether they're visiting a city or whether they live there. That's incredible. And yeah, I didn't think about that from, you know, in terms of travel, especially as we start to kind of get back into normal with some of that too. So I think that takes the guesswork out too when you're traveling with your loved one. Yeah, uh, it was funny actually when I was originally kind of thinking about this back when I was in London, my girlfriend at the time, I give her the credit, when we would save things on Instagram, it was really difficult because a lot of the places were mislabeled. They didn't have a location. She would actually plot on her Apple maps and pin different locations on kind of things we'd save. And then we'd open it when we got to that city. And now I look at that as completely outdated, but we take that same concept in official. Mm -hmm. And anytime you swipe right, it doesn't matter where it is. You can change your location. So if you're going to go visit a city, set it there a few days before, swipe left and right, and then open it up when you get there and see everything around you. So we try to take that guesswork out and really make it as easy as possible. That's awesome. I, I think that really does take out so much guesswork when it comes to travel. And it's so funny thinking of plotting things out on Apple Maps as being outdated. But the information that is out there on social media is not always correct. And that does make it a lot easier to really plot and plan, especially in a new city. Now, you also have a points system involved with the app, and I'd love to know more about that. And, you know, I never really thought about like gamifying a relationship, but I'd love to know more about what inspired that and what that's all about. Yeah. So our point system is something where we wanted to really take relationships to the next level. And I want to incentivize people to be their best self and to treat their partners even better. So there's no better way to do that than by gamifying. So we do gamifying in a few ways, whether it's leveling up your relationship, but we're actually working on giving our users rewards. So we're giving them rewards in the, in the form of kind of points in which you can redeem for actually the dates that you go on on the platform. So we make it in such a way where we actually sell a lot of the dates on our own platform. And we have agreements with kind of third-party providers where we're getting commission for selling these dates. It costs nothing more to the user, but since we're able to make money on it, my goal is to give some of that back to the actual users. So that's what we're doing with the kind of gamification. But what we really want to do is we want to incentivize people to really communicate more with their partner and learn new things. One thing that we're rolling out in the next couple of months is kind of education on what a healthy relationship is. And it's something where we want to make sure that people understand everything that goes into their relationship, although our main point is really focusing on the fun and things, we want to make sure people are truly happy and healthy because that's what matters to us at the end of the day. 
I love that. Now, I think that can be a difficult thing sometimes, really determining what makes a relationship successful, what makes that relationship healthy. And I love that you are kind of incorporating that almost educational piece to it. What would you say are some of those keys to making a relationship healthy and successful? So from what I've kind of read and the research I've seen, the biggest thing to making a relationship last over time is something as simple as date night. And that's really the reason we started with kind of dates. So the research shows that one date night a week actually helps kind of the relationship because you're spending quality time with your partner. But going kind of further than that, the biggest thing is simple. It's communication. Couples and people need to communicate effectively with each other. And it's something that the easier it is, whether it's aided with technology or not, it's better for the relationship. So the more you're able to actually communicate your feelings, your expressions, and what's going on, the easier it will be for you and the better your relationship will be over the long term. That makes a lot of sense. And I think especially the date nights as well, because I think at the beginning of the relationship, it's a lot easier to you know want to get out and do lots of things with the person. But it's easy to take someone for granted after even just a few months and not having those new experiences together. And I think having that set night to go out or to stay in, but to do something special, just the two of you, I think that is so important. And I think that makes the relationship grow and become more successful. So I love that there's actual research around that as well. Oh, there's tons of research to show that going, and it doesn't even have to be out. You you said a really good point is it's not always going out. It's just setting aside some quality time. And that's a date night. Date night can be as simple as kind of watching a movie together, going on a walk. It doesn't always have to be going out to a fancy restaurant, spending money. There's plenty of date nights that you can do for free. And that's kind of one of the real things that's important to always know is it's really just about spending time with the people we love. Absolutely. Now, you brought up long distance relationships before and that you were in one and that sort of inspired the creation of official. And I think for a lot of us, you know, long distance relationships, it can be kind of difficult to get that quality time. What are your tips for keeping a long distance relationship healthy? Yeah, you know, a lot of the tips are the same, whether it's might not be the fact that you can really spend physical quality time with someone. But in today's day and age, we're lucky enough where you can share a movie over Zoom with someone. They have plugins that allow you to watch Netflix together. There are kind of ways where you can do it. And it's a really unique time, especially with all the technology that's really coming out, whether it's VR or really just FaceTime. And I think kind of my biggest suggestion for any long distance relationship is since you're really not together physically, it's something where take 15 minutes a day and just really talk with the person. Because when you are long distance, something that I found is you're constantly texting and you're constantly communicating, but you're really communicating about what else is going on in your life. Mm -hmm. You're not communicating exactly with your partner what they think or how their day is going or really how you are together. And I think that's kind of my biggest tip is to always make sure that it's not just talking about what's going on, but it's talking about kind of how you both are doing. That's such a great point too, because I think we do get so wrapped up in our day. And I can remember this from long distance relationships in the past as well, that a lot of times it was really just kind of walking him through my schedule for the day and not so much about how the other one was doing. And it really, you know, no faults of our own, but you know, you get wrapped up in everything going on. And when you don't see the person in person, it can be a little bit harder, I think, sometimes to make that a priority. And so I think 
really scheduling that or, you know, being conscious about even 15 minutes, I think that can make such a huge difference. So I, I really love that advice. Thank you. Yes, of course. Now, one of our listeners wrote in to ask a little bit more about maintaining relationships, and he wanted to know how can couples get through the tough times? Now, whether they're in the same place or, you know, long distance, but what are some of those keys to success when they are going through something difficult? I would say the first key to success and the first thing to remember is you're going to have difficulties in any relationship and it's normal. And I think a lot of people don't think it is. And that's the first thing to really identify. You're going to argue with your partner. There's going to be fights. And the more effective you fight and the more effective you make up is really what defines a relationship. Because a lot of the time when you're fighting with your partner, there's a root cause that's not being discussed. If it's something as simple as taking out the trash, there might be something where one party thinks the other is too messy, but they're not conveying that effectively. So it's really about identifying the root cause and learning and understanding what what it comes from. If you're able to do that effectively, you're able to learn more about your partner. And that's the one good thing about fighting is you understand your partner more afterwards, as long as you can do it successfully. So if you are going through a tough time, the best way to do it is to really discuss it and think about the outcome you want. If you want to be with this person for long term, if you want to be happy with them, it's really going to be about not really focusing on your ego, but focusing on what the issue is and what you can do to really resolve that. I think that's really great advice. And I'd love to know too, in this day and age with so many distractions and so many things going on, it can be really difficult, I think, especially for, I would say, Gen Z and millennials who are probably the majority of our audience listening. It can be hard sometimes to prioritize our relationships and to relate to others. Why do you think that is? In today's world, I really think in in the Gen Z and millennial mindset, We've been inundated with dating apps. We have this options of choice and this sea of possibilities where people think that if it doesn't work out with this person, I can just go on a dating app and swipe right and find the next. And I think that's kind of one of our biggest flaws is the fact that people get into a relationship with one foot out of it. If you're truly in a relationship for the long term, you have to have both feet in and you have to trust a little bit. And it's scary and it's difficult and it's something that a lot of people can't do or don't want to do. But at the end of the day, if the relationship is going to be successful and you want to be happy, the best thing you can do to do that is to really have both feet in it and really work to grow with your partner. That makes a lot of sense too. And I think I I think about that a lot with the dating apps that it kind of creates, I almost feel like there are two mindsets where, you know, you do have that one foot out and it feels like, you know, yeah, you can definitely swipe onto the next person. And then at the same time, sometimes there's also that scarcity too of there's so many options out there, but at the same time, it can be hard narrowing it down. And then you just kind of give up on the app and, you know, move on to the next thing. And I think, I think that dating apps can be really great. And I think that a lot of people have met the one that way. I think that wasn't the common thing when I was getting out of college, but it's become a lot more popular in the last, I graduated eight years ago. And, you know, so many people are getting married now from even Tinder. But at the same time, like while I do think that those are great resources to have, I think that mindset that it gives us, it's a little bit different than it was in the past where maybe you met someone in the dorm rooms or at a bar or doing something and you weren't thinking about, well, if it doesn't work out with this one, this is who I have lined up on the app next. I'll just log back on after the date. 
I think dating apps are one of the greatest things that have happened to people because it really gives people an options of choice and it gives people who might be nervous otherwise an option to meet new people. It also allows you to meet people you may never have met otherwise. But I think it can be dangerous when people overemphasize the choice optionality. And I think that's where people really tend to get hurt. In the examples you give where you're discussing these people who are getting married, those are the people who really identified someone special and then got off the apps. And that's what we want to replicate. We want to get people off the apps and we want to get people happy. And that's kind of the end goal here. Absolutely. Now, are there other challenges that you see for couples, especially those who might be even in your customer base, that just struggles that you see in relationships in general? For this generation, I think the biggest thing I see when I look at kind of the market is a few things. One being that a lot of people haven't had that long-term serious relationship due to the fact that social media is so prevalent. And it's something where as everyone continues to grow, I think understanding what a healthy relationship is, is one of the most important things. So you have players like One Love who are doing incredible work at trying to identify what a healthy and what a toxic relationship is. And it's these kind of resources that I think will continue to really grow with the times and really get into everyone's hands. From a user perspective and from a, a relationship challenge point today, I think the biggest thing is lack of communication. People tend to forget how to communicate when they're upset and they let their emotions get the best of them, especially in a relationship or situations that are difficult. And I think it's something where as people continue to grow and as you continue to grow with your partner, it gets easier. But in any early stage relationship, it takes a lot of time to learn. And it's really about sticking it out rather than just giving up. Absolutely. I think that that can be such a challenge for so many. And I think especially that so many people of the Gen Z and millennial generations maybe haven't been in those long-term relationships because, again, there are so many choices out there. And a lot of people, I think, avoid fighting if they can help it. At the same time, having some, having some of those arguments occasionally and getting through them and figuring out how you get past them and how the two of you handle conflict can be so useful for those long-term relationships because if you finally have that first fight a couple of years in and that does not, you know, nothing is resolved and you find that you really don't communicate well, then where are you going to be when the really difficult challenges that life throws at you when those come your way? No, it's something where I completely agree. And I think that's really a great point. And it goes back to before what we were discussing is fighting is normal. And exactly like you said it, if you try to avoid it, it's just going to make it worse for the long run. Yeah, it only bubbles over over time for sure. Now, as far as official goes and the future of official, how do you see official overall to help us engage in a more healthy way? I see official long term as really serving people a few things. But the main thing that I really envision for official and kind of my mission for it is to give people this concept of therapy without them ever knowing it. Our generation and kind of those younger are very okay with therapy today. It's something that is seen as accepted and it's not as much of a taboo as it used to be. However, couples therapy still has this stigma that people aren't going to overlook because unfortunately couples therapy is something that you have to self-identify as having a problem. And a lot of people don't do that. So because of that, our goal is to really enforce and give them the tools that they might not find, but might need. So we do a few simple things off the bat. 
Right now, we have two features, one of which is called a check-in, where we literally just ask you a two-prompt question. The first, how did you feel today? One to five. The second, how do you think your partner felt today? Again, one to five. The purpose of this is just to make sure you're on the same page. If both you and your partner write that they think each other is a one, we say nothing because you know how each other is feeling. But let's say you think that your partner's a five when they write that they're a two, we'll then send a notification and just say, hey, y'all should chat because our goal is to enhance communication. Not to say anything's wrong, not to do anything else, but to really just bring it to attention when there might be a misalignment. And then secondly, we take this concept of a feelings wheel where we let people identify how they're feeling and we just show it in simple colors to their partner so that over time you can really see how you and your partner are both feeling and try to incorporate that into what you do or really how to help your partner. So it's these simple things that we're trying to really input into the app and use technology to make it just a little bit easier. I think those are so cool. And I love that check-in feature because having to reflect on how you think your partner might be feeling is something maybe we don't do enough of. I think everybody can be a little bit too much in their own head, but to really be thinking about, you know, even if you both are a one that day, just to be thinking, you know, hey, my partner is a one. Maybe we have some things we need to talk about, or maybe we need to deal with whatever issue in a little bit more of a productive way. But I think actually putting yourself in your partner's mind a little bit and in their shoes, I think that is such a great tool and makes us, I think, a little more empathetic. No, I totally agree. And that was the real thought process is we want you to, if you're not even going to do it, we want you to at least think about it. We want to start that initial conversation of you and your partner should think about how each other is feeling. I could not agree more. Now for you, this was a jump from what you were doing before in the venture capital side, now being an entrepreneur on your own. And I'd love to know, just kind of switching gears a little bit, what are some of the lessons you've learned in your entrepreneurial journey? I've learned it's a lot harder on this side than the other. You know, it was a lot easier looking at a bunch of pitch techs all day and trying to chase innovation than really build it myself. I've learned that it is incredibly difficult, but incredibly rewarding. And it's something where what matters most is how much time you have. And I think that's underemphasized in a lot of kind of startups. When you look at starting a business, it's really just a race against the clock. And the longer you can really stay up and learn, the better chance you have at creating something and doing something new. For us, we've changed and we've iterated and we've built because we've had the luxury of being able to do it. I bootstrapped in the beginning and then raised a small round of venture funding and it really allowed us to continue to grow. And I think that's the biggest thing is the longer you're able to learn, the better chance you have at succeeding. That's great advice because I think so many people certainly want to go out on our own and I think have something that we can call our own. But at the same time, if you don't have that experience, because when you are starting out as an entrepreneur, you're not only the ideas, but you're also the marketing and the finance and HR potentially. You're everything. Yeah, absolutely. And so the more you can learn in what you're doing, I think that is such great advice. Yeah, I can definitely say I wear a lot of hats. So that, that part's fun. What has been your favorite part of this journey? My favorite part has probably been the design process and seeing it go from the back of a napkin to an app on my phone. That's been pretty remarkable and it's still crazy to me every time I open my phone to see the little icon there because I know that a year ago that wasn't there. That is so cool. And you have that actual product that's out there that's 
launching and you really get to see it and see people succeed with it. I think that's so exciting. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about how they can get on the app and what's next for official? Yeah, so you can get on the app. We will be in both the Android and iOS app store and play store. You can go to our website, getofficial.co. And you can find out more about what we're doing and how we're building it. And really, it's something where we're always looking for new ideas and new kind of tips and tricks. So we're happy to listen to any of our users or someone that's not a user that just kind of wants to give us their feedback because I don't know everything and I'm not going to pretend like I do. That's awesome. And I cannot wait to check it out a little bit more and get to see some of the amazing date options that are out there. I think it really solves a problem that's out there. I've seen that meme before of the people wishing that they could swipe on a restaurant even, you know, in order to figure out what they're going to do that night. And I think you're really providing a service that is much needed. Now, before I let you go, I would love to dive into a few of our rapid fire questions just so our listeners can get to know you a little bit better as well. Sure. I'd love to. Wonderful. Now, what is your top wellness tip? Get out of bed once you wake up. I think that's something that I try to do as much as possible because we can all kind of linger in bed and check our phones and just getting out of bed is the best way to start your day. I needed to have this conversation today. (laughs) (laughs) It can be so difficult working and doing everything in your home during the pandemic, but it is such great advice. And when I do actually get out of bed, when, when my alarm goes off, it's always a better day. It's always such a better day. I, I, I'm I, someone who I'm lucky. I don't need to sleep that much. But when I wake up, I'm tired no matter if I've slept four hours or eight hours. So it's just better to get out of bed and just kind of not delay the inevitable. Absolutely. And you're never quite as tired once you're actually out. But it's just the dragging yourself out that can be, I think, the most difficult part of it. But once you're out, you're out. So that definitely inspired me. I need to be a little bit better about that. Um, Where is your favorite travel destination? For me, I would have to say Florence, Italy. It was a place that I've always loved and admired the Renaissance, as well as I love cooking. So it was the best of both worlds and it was truly absolutely beautiful. Oh my gosh. I need to get back there. Absolutely beautiful. If you were an animal, what animal would you be and why? Uh, I would say a golden retriever just because it's something where officials brand voice and image is trying to emulate that of a golden retriever because in my mind, it's kind of this epitome of cuteness while trying to be a little bit sporadic and playful and really just bring joy into other people's lives. That's a great answer. And I don't think I've ever gotten that one before, but I mean, golden retrievers are, they're such sweet dogs and everybody loves a golden retriever. So I think that's a great answer. Yeah. If you could master a completely new skill, what would that be? That would definitely be coding. It would be something where I would love to really truly build my own app as well. Uh, I'm a finance guy. I know Mm -hmm. the basics, but I would absolutely love to truly know how to master and really code. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's... I see all of the kids now in school, even like kindergarten, they're learning how to code in these games. And I'm feeling like I was born maybe like 20 years too late. It's certainly the future. But to be able to create so much through that, I think that would be so incredible. Completely agree with you. It's something where I I feel like I was also born a little bit too late, but you know, just making the best of it. Absolutely. Now, what is next for you on your bucket list? For official, it would be probably to get to about 100,000 active users. I think that's my next big goal because at that point, I can really see 
the large scale effect of what we're doing and really try to help people. Personally, my next thing on the bucket list is go to Japan. Oh, yes. Uh, that is that is a place I'd like to go. I've had a couple of guests talk about Japan on the podcast as being their top travel destination. And it just sounds like such a lovely place and you know, definitely on my list as well. That sounds awesome. Now, where can our listeners find you and connect and learn more about Official? Yeah. So you can find me on Twitter, SternZach, S-T-E-R-N-Z-A-C. You can find me on LinkedIn as Zach Stern. You can reach out to us on our website. I actually get all of our emails, so they'll all come to me no matter what. But again, our website is getofficial.co. So that's another way for you to really reach out to us. We're also on Instagram as official app and we're on TikTok as get official and then as official app as well. Wonderful. I will be sure to link all of that in the show notes. And Zach, thank you so much for coming on the show today and for sharing your wisdom with us. I cannot wait to check out official and congratulations on all your success with the app so far. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure to be here. Isn't Zach's story inspiring? I think so often in romantic relationships, it can be really easy to take our partners for granted once we're out of that honeymoon phase and we can fall into a rut of not really being intentional with one another. So I love how this app really makes you think about how your significant other is doing and helps you look for creative ways to spend time together. I think that time together is just so crucial. I'm so excited to see what's next for this app and to see it evolve and how it continues to strengthen relationships for others. Be sure to follow along on social media for updates. I've linked all of Zach's information in the show notes, along with info about official as well. If you enjoyed today's conversation, one of the best ways that you can lend your support to this show is to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're tuning in from. It helps other people to find the show, and it really does mean a lot to me personally as well. I'd like to thank each and every one of you for being a part of the Wellness and Wonderlust community. And as always, if you have a topic that you'd like us to explore on this podcast, or if you have a guest in mind, please feel free to email me at Valerie at wellnessandwanderlust.net or DM me on Instagram at Wellness and Wanderlust blog. I'm working on an Ask Me Anything solo episode. Again, it's more of an Ask Me Anything Within Reason type of episode, but it should come out at some point in the summer as a solo. So if you are interested, if you have a question you'd like to ask me, whether it's wellness-related, travel, self-care, career, anything about me, my favorite color, <laughs> um, feel free to send your questions my way. Now hit that subscribe button to keep up with new episodes and share this episode with a friend who you think might love official. Have a great day and I can't wait to see you next time.